Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. We are back here in studio for the Ticket Water Cooler uh, for another week. Surprisingly, they're letting this thing move on. Brought to you by Coligan Water. Maybe that's why I think is, is because mostly uh, of Coligan Water. Coligan Water uh, has been the official water cooler of 93.7 The Ticket. We've used their water for seven years now. So call them today to get your own water cooler for your office. Uh, call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to coliganlincoln.com. I'm Jake Bachman. He is uh, Nate, known as Nate Dog, is what I've, I've been Nate Dog, is that what we're rolling with now? <laughs> I, can, I can get I behind like, that. Do you ever listen to Nate Dog? Uh, no, no. Snoop Dog's cousin? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> okay. I did not. I can, I can dig Nate Dog, though. All right, well, Nate Brennan Is that, is that what you're well. going with? Well, yeah, you said I could call you Nate instead uh, of Nate. Call me Nathan, whatever you want. So I, call uh, me whatever you want. Nate Dog is always a good one, but yeah. no, we better go with Nate Brennan uh, <laughs> just to get your name out there a little bit more. Uh, how, how was your weekend? I, I, First of all, it, it's freezing in the studio. So it is so cool. I'm surprised you don't have a coat on. I know, At least well, I got a jacket I mean, that's on. the thing. It's so nice outside today, and, I mean, the high is, what, 68? Oh, yeah. But the weather we had, it? I mean, it feels like 85 outside. So, I mean, obviously, I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt today. Repping the uh, Nebraska softball shirt yeah. as well. Got the win. Uh, won the series 2-1 to one against Kansas. Uh, the final was 5-3. to three. So yeah, repping the repping the ladies, but uh, it comes at a price, comes at a cost because it is really cold in here. Did you go outside at all today? <laughs> you weren't no, you were at the press conference. You weren't able yeah. to get outside at all today, but I, I mean, it's, it's gorgeous windows. outside. No, it's it's nice. It's supposed to be good for the rest of the week, and then uh, right back to Nebraska weather next week. So supposedly, I mean, I've told you this is my first winter here, so. Supposedly, this hasn't been that bad. Oh no, this has been. Meanwhile, the, I'm the like, this is miserable. This yeah. is horrible. <laughs> this is the coldest winter I've ever experienced. Oh no, this is this, is uh, this has hardly been winter at all. I, I'm, I, I'm excited about it because I hate winter to begin <laughs> with. But um, you maybe know, I'm the good luck even, charm. Yeah, maybe. Or usually, what happens is one year will be not so bad, and the next year will be just awful. Oh, so great. yeah, you so might have that to look forward to. Look next forward year. to that. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, there was a football press conference. We'll get into that a little bit, too. More importantly, Nebraska split the games over the weekend, and you know what that means. That means a Big Ten conference win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a split usually doesn't sound too good. Uh, but Nebraska basketball case, you'll take it because you get another win. And uh, for Fred Hoiberg, maybe even more importantly, is a road win in the Big Ten. Only his uh, second time doing that in three years at Nebraska. Uh, but I thought it was very cool that 93-70 to victory over Penn State uh, is that this game was, was not really close. They had as much of a 32-point lead on the Nittany Lions, who are not a bad team, not a great team, 12-14 overall, 7-11 in conference play. Um, but they've been able to beat the likes of the Iowas and the Rutgers and the Indianas, the teams that Nebraska has really struggled with and obviously couldn't get over the top uh, against. Were you able to catch the, the Cornhuskers win on uh, Sunday last night? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, honestly, kind of the opposite of what we've seen in the past. I, I turned it off because it was such a blowout. And then <laughs> obviously on Twitter, everyone said they're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. And they didn't. So that was very refreshing because normally that's how it goes with Nebraska, right? They get a big lead early and then you, you turn it off and then it's, oh, goodness gracious, here we go again. But uh, no, it was – what was so interesting is that Nebraska played basically how we've been asking them to over the past three, four weeks. It's show some fight. Play some defense. 
put up quality shots. And I feel like that's exactly what they did. So, one, I'll accept your apology because I told you they'd beat Penn State and you didn't believe me. So, that's two wins on the Big Ten. I guarantee to win against Minnesota, guarantee to win against Penn State. So, maybe I am the good luck charm. You guys should keep me around. But uh, it, it just... I said there was some type of optimism keeping Fred Hoiberg, and this is what I was talking about. He hasn't lost the team yet, and that was what it was refreshing to see. He hasn't lost the team. The guys still came out. They played hard. There were guys diving on the floor. I mean, the hustle was there. I mean, now it's just a question, how much of this core do you keep, right? I mean, that, that's can what it comes keep, down to. Can you keep? <laughs> yeah. How much of this core can you keep? Because if last night was any type of indication, Nebraska has the talent. They have the ability to play well. And like you said, Penn State, I mean, no, they're not great. But they've won seven games in the Big Ten. They've beat quality opponents. Like, they're no slouch. Yeah. It was a good win. And it, and it made me optimistic about moving forward to Fred Hoiberg. Did it, give, it did. It gave you a it lot did. of more hope and again, for the future. I've said this to you, and I'm the eternal optimist. I always will be. I always find the glass half full side of things. But it was a dominant win, Bach. No matter oh, yeah. which way you look at it, it was a dominant win from start to finish. Again, nothing to write home about. It is still Penn State. They're not a tournament team. They're not a very good team. But it was still a Big Ten opponent, and you went on the road and beat the hell out of them. I mean, I don't know how you spin that negatively. You, I, I feel like, if anything, it has to give you some type of optimism. Well, like you said, a lot of it kind of it becomes the question of how much of this core we see next time anyway. Right. But at least you could see uh, what was kind of comforting to me is you could kind of see the vision of this team playing out. Um, it felt only just for one night. It was like this is mm -hmm. this is what exactly. um, they were recruited together to look like. And uh, the pieces haven't always fit together or work together very well. If one guy's having an on night, somebody else is, is screwing it up. Or, you know, you're, you're rarely getting uh, consistency and continuity out of this this team as a group. Um, again, it just seems to be um, can never put it all together. And then all, all of a sudden they do. I mean, everybody does. They had six yep. different guys hitting threes. Um, five of those guys with multiple threes, um, all, you know, overall shooting 13 of 20 from beyond the arc. That's that's the vision. That was the idea. Yeah. Um, you know, it was fast paced, shoot a lot. Um, rebounds. The rebounds were incredible. They, they held Penn State to 22 rebounds total. Um, their center, John Harar, had 20 rebounds himself. The previous game it was held to just eight. Um, and uh, and so it was just it was kind of cool. Um Again, if it's just for one night to see the vision, to 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 understand that there this was not um, some type of ill-fated, you know, thrown together, you know, this was never going to work from the beginning. It's just it it's it's okay, you know. It, I, I it, it's too late. It's not going to redeem really much of what's no. going on this season. Um, it it makes you even wonder: Are they? <laughs> is it good? Are they going to question whether this strategy can still work in the Big Ten because they it worked for one night? Um, but it, it's just I, I think especially for the coaches, it was nice to see that play out there. Uh, interesting enough, uh, Tominaga's kind of found himself uh, frozen out of the rotation now. They're going with that, with yeah. eight Andre playing um, off the bench as well as Wilcher and Webster. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, kind of talking to DP about it last night. He thinks he's probably just kind of hit that. Um, yeah, not, he's not necessarily a freshman, but a transfer in from June, uh, uh, JUCO ranks. So uh, kind of that wall um, and 
he's you know he's he's got his strengths but his strengths are, are mostly offensive and, and they haven't been um really necessarily going there i know a lot of people like his hustle and his tenacity uh that'll bring to the game but he has to i mean he's small yeah um and that's what happens with so the guy guys get minutes yeah, yeah his size is uh you, of course you got to bring it at, at that that end but you're generally going to be a defensive liability mm-hmm. um so you're going to have to make up for it at the other end and, and maybe he just hasn't done enough of that tonight but or this year, excuse me. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how that goes. Um, but uh, I, I just don't know how much of it translates into next year or even on to the next day. But I, I don't really care. At least for at least for one night, we had a moment that we can all say, wow, that, that team actually looked good. That looked like the part that was an entertaining product. Um, and now when you look, you know, moving on to the next couple of games, you have Ohio State and Wisconsin. Ohio State already tomorrow for your third game in five days. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Wisconsin to, to wrap up the regular season before you get to Big Ten play. In your mind, what would give you more confidence or momentum going into the offseason, beating one of these top 25 teams here at the end in a first-round exit or sending somebody home in the Big Ten tournament, uh, obviously at that point it wouldn't be a top 25 opponent. It wouldn't no. be that great of an opponent. It would be, you know, Maryland or, or this Penn State team, Northwestern, um, someone in the in, the, in that, that group. Um, but then at least you wouldn't be the first team done mm-hmm. in Big Ten play. And, uh, and I, I think that's always nice to get at least a tournament victory. So I don't know. I don't know which way I, I would lean toward. Which one would you rather probably I think realistically you have to be looking at the Big Ten tournament. I mean, I, I don't think – Ohio State or Wisconsin on the road, it's realistic for them to win. Just be competitive. That's what I've said against all these teams. I mean, other than Minnesota and Penn State, where I did predict that they would win, just be competitive, man. Like, it, it, And I feel like I speak for a lot of Husker fans, too. I mean, we've talked to them. The frustration is that it's just you go in, you show no hustle, and you get blown out. I mean, no one wants to see that. It's a bad product. That's At the end of the day, that's not what you want. Cover the spread. Be competitive. Like, show some type of fight like we saw last night. You're not going to beat Ohio State or Wisconsin. It's unrealistic. It's just not going to happen. These teams now are fighting for seeding not only the Big Ten, but for the NCAA tournament. I mean, you have Wisconsin. If they're able to win out, what what are they looking at, a two-seed in the tournament? I mean, they're ranked well, 10th the in the country Big right Ten now. Title is on the line for them, too. I think and that's the thing. Is So you, both these teams are fighting for seeding. You're not going to win. Be competitive. Show some fight. Win a game in the Big Ten tournament, for crying out loud. I mean, you've shown these bottom-tier teams in the Big Ten, you're not that far behind. I mean, obviously, Northwestern has been an enigma because you got blown out twice by them, and that was a bit embarrassing. But you have a win against Minnesota. You have a win against Penn State. If you played Maryland again on a neutral court, I see no reason why you can't be competitive. So I show some fight. That's all I want to see. And let me ask you this. So I'll ask you that same question. But I'll say, last night gave me a lot of hope. It did. I think that renewing Hoiberg, you come into Penn State, second game in, what, three days? I mean, the team showed no fatigue. I mean, they came out, they hustled, they played for Hoiberg, and it's just, it was very refreshing to see, and that just makes me excited moving forward. But I know you've been kind of on the edge when it comes to Hoiberg. I know that you didn't... You haven't been as enthused about the product on the court (laughs) as, say, I have, but... I'm curious, how do you interpret the game last night? Because I know how I do, but, I mean, you're you're always the neutral guy, Bach. Take a side. Let's hear it. How do you feel? Well, I mean, I, I felt for, for one day it was nice to see. It doesn't – obviously a victory over Penn State doesn't 
he want to get to a point where this is expected, not like, hey, let's pop the champagne. You beat Penn State <laughs> right, 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 on the right. road, the right. least daunting environment in the Big Ten. You're right. You're right. There's nobody, you know, there's like maybe a thousand people it felt like at that right. game. Um, but, uh, you know, for how much this team has struggled, I was I was very joyous to see them get at least one more win. Um, again, I, I don't nothing in the in the conference season is going to look that great. You're, you're not going to finish with more than four wins. But every time you get a win when you're that low, there's a big difference, you know, between one conference win and two conference wins and zero conferences and one conference win. It, and it doesn't it is never going to reflect well overall. You're going to look back and say that's a failed season, but it looks just a little bit better mm-hmm. that it's not just a, a one time fluke that you somehow got a Big Ten win. OK, now now you kind of proven, um, you know, the bottom tier of the Big Ten at least has to be competitive with us or take us seriously or it's going to be uh, them that's going to be sent home in the tournament. Uh, um, before Nebraska, I I, 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 there's a lot of different emotions going on there because right because Bryce McGowan's another 25 points special Beast. player He's you know stud. one of the best players yeah. to come through Lincoln in quite some time. Um, so obviously the mixed emotions there. Um, because you don't know if he's going to be back. But, I mean, I think that that's kind of, um, you know, projecting forward. It, it's difficult to do much of that with this team. If you stay in the present, you're not overly excited about what's going on um, because you just needed a, a statement, you know, to be brought out to, right. to tell you that your coach is being retained uh, despite the, all the poor records and, and, and you know, his, his – it got so bad that they even negotiated with him to bring his money down. Exactly, It's not the position you want to be, but um, I, I guess with all of that at play, maybe that even helped Nebraska loosen up. Do you, is there any party that thinks, hey, Trev Alberts might have helped them get the win against Penn State? Maybe they can, you know, all of a sudden they shoot, have their best shooting performance. Maybe they play a little um, more loose knowing that their, their coach is coming back because I do think that that's a big weight that started Absolutely. to probably had to be something carried around by those players is that, you know, the guy that recruited them here, the guy they believe in, the guy that they listen to at, at practice all the time, and, and obviously a guy that they grew up learning and hearing about, um, they don't want to be part of the story, uh, you know, the part of the team that kind of brings him down. Um, so to – to have that pressure kind of lifted off you, I think that might have might have helped them ease ease their minds a little bit. And then the other thing is again adjusting to the rebounds. I think they've got three straight games now mm-hmm. where they've won the rebounding battle. Three or four, yeah. That's that's not something that's <laughs> you know that's been a problem all year long. So um, to it, it, I mean, and it just kind of shows what you can do with second chance points and points in the paint and stuff like that. Um, these, this, uh, you know, this team, despite the fact that they were shooting well, part of it was because of that. I mean, you're getting those rebounds and kicking out to wide open uh, three point shooters. It's not contested off the dribble threes that you know that 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 this team kind of gets in trouble taking at times. And some of them were. I mean, some of them you still have to take those type of shots, um, but. Uh, I, I guess for just the, that one night, I was I was pretty happy with with the result and to see Nebraska. Maybe it's relief. Maybe it's just ha- you know ha- just a little bit of happiness for those mm-hmm. guys in that locker room because I know that they can breathe a little bit easier now. Um, I think that's just more of the feelings that I had watching that game and going through. But uh, you're right too. When they're up forty nine thirty one at halftime, I'm still going. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, trust I know. Nebraska winning a game. I, I don't know about that. I think that's an interesting point because there is something to be said about. Not only the players, but Hoiberg, too. I mean, what kind of stress are you coaching under oh, that yeah. every single time you go to a press conference, people are asking why you deserve to be here. You go on Twitter, and all hell's breaking loose for half the fan base. I mean, there's there's something to be said about coaching under that type of pressure, and 
I don't know how much coaching had to do with this game last night, but like I've been saying, I mean, I sound like a broken record at this point. This was what Nebraska basketball was supposed to be. They hustled. They played defense. They were flying down the court. They were putting up shots, and they were putting them up at a high percentage. I mean, that, I don't know if it was just there wasn't as much pressure. I don't know if they wanted to prove that Hoiberg – because, I mean, we saw in the, the press conference – I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Alonzo Verge, but – they had Hoiberg's back. I don't know. Oh, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was Derek Walker yeah. and then someone interrupted. Yeah, I think it was Alonzo Verge. Yeah. He said, he's a good coach. I mean, it, the, the product hasn't been there, but he is a good coach. And we've seen in the past he's a good coach. And I think that without that type of pressure, it probably does help. I mean, we, we saw the same on the football field. Like, at what point do you have these games where you fall just short, blow leads in the fourth quarter, and how much of that is mental? Oh, yeah. I mean, at what point are you saying? I mean, you go into that game against Iowa, you have a 20-point lead at home to end the season, and you blow it essentially in the fourth quarter. But how much of that is, okay, here we go again. We enter the fourth quarter with a lead. We end up blowing it. Scott Frost, I mean, everyone's coming at his head too. I mean, I think going into that game, knowing that Hoiberg's the guy, knowing that the, the contract's been restructured, I think there is a mental side of that. And I think that I hope – that we don't go into next season and everything falls apart early on because I think I think it's going to be the same story again. I mean, if, if fans are coming at your head after f- three, four, five games in the Big Ten, that can't be good for morale. It just can't. And I just I really hope and pray that there's some type of optimism, there's some type of hope early on in the season, or else we're just going to be having the same discussions, the same cycle again. And I really don't think it's good for the players, and I certainly don't think it's good for Hoiberg. Well, no, and it, it, it won't be. I mean, but that that's that's college basketball. It is college level, right? I mean, absolutely. Uh, every team, especially in the Big Ten, yeah. yeah. Plenty of these teams uh, are you kind of go through it. You have to have winners. You have to have losers. Um, you know, I wish it would just be a, a nice world where everybody gets to win, but uh, that's that's not the you know that's the case. So, no. um, Nebraska next year, it, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, because you look at their starting lineup that they they brought out last year. Any any of those guys going to be there um, next year? You you don't know. Um, right. And that's that's the scare. Obviously, partial part of it is that it's it's been such so much roster turnover for the first few years that you would contribute. You would say that's a contributing factor um, to why they've been so poor and not been able to get too many wins. Um, and so it's almost got somewhat sad. I mean, I'd like to see this team. I mean, what if they look like that the final four games or whatever that they play? If they if they win one in the tournament, then you really start to question yourself. Like, man, that there actually was something there, right? And what was and happening? They, all yeah, season. what was taking so long to get there? And then they finally do, and it's it's just way too late to redeem the season. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I I sure I th- I think it's a possibility. I think that you know that they could. They could have finally hit a stride. They maybe tweaked a little bit as far as going after rebounds. Everybody's kind of fallen into the role very nicely. I mean, that, that and that's kind of what it was. Like Derek Walker is in 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 Trey McGowan's. They're, they're stat stuffers. They're going to be kind of helping in in every category. Both of them with four assists last night. Seven rebounds for Walker. Five for McGowan's. Um, of course, ten points for Walker. Twelve for McGowan's. Verge has been playing some of his best ball of late. McGowan's is is. You know, we know at this point, at least for Nebraska standards, a walking bucket or a guy that's going to get double figures every night. Lapman is is 
shooting with confidence when he's getting the ball it's not pump fake and and then hit the you know start to dribble which was kind of a problem early on in the mm -hmm. season he's like okay yeah my specialty is hitting threes I'll, I'll take a few of them I'll be able to hit a few of them um you know Andre is kind of the lone big man off the bench so there's no confusion there Wilcher and Webster Wilcher's really been coming along as of late I mean really all conference season he's shooting just barely below 50 percent from beyond the arc and, and Webster, you know, it can always be that spark off the bench. So they've kind of got their, their roles figured out. Um, I don't know if they can all put it together like that. I, it's, it's like, like I said, you don't expect it. You can't, no team's going to be shooting routinely 65% right. from beyond the arc. That's a, that's too big of an ask, but um, hopefully they can continue this thing moving. Um, I just like to, if, if, if nothing for else, just see, one more time, and, and and that's what I do after every one of them, right? I was I just wanted one <laughs> conference victory, and then once yeah. you get one, it's like, all right, well now I just need one more to show one. it's not a fluke. And now I just like the Minnesota game was nice with the hustle and all that stuff, um, you know, the home game, but it wasn't this. This is what I want to see now that that wasn't a fluke to say, okay. You know, they didn't get it going. They didn't ever um, hit their stride at the right time, but at least we know that it was there, and it was more than just mm -hmm. one night, you know, a broken clock's right twice, right. A, you know, twice a day. Um, so I, I hope that they can do it one more time. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Big Ten tournament. Um, they, they're still going to have a few chances at that. So uh, it'll be exciting to see if they're able to do it. I'm still excited for Husker basketball, and I'll always say it. Any day with Nebraska basketball is better than a day without it. So uh, last <laughs> night was pretty cool, and tomorrow will be. Fans are nice getting into well. it too. That was the thing. Is like I, I mean, I, I love going on Twitter and looking at the Huskers hashtag, Nebraska hashtag, Nebraska ball hashtag, and I know there were a lot of jokes, and and probably rightfully so, saying where has this been all season? But for the most part, fans were happy, man. Like I've told you this time and time again, and I stand by this: winning cures everything. Even one win. There was some type of happiness <laughs> on Twitter, some type of happiness to the fans. I mean, again, Jake and Nick have said it. If you can just go a bit under 500 next year in the Big Ten, that's enough. Oh, yeah. That's enough. Just be in the discussion <laughs> for an NIT appearance at this point. I mean, for crying out loud, I feel like that's not that much to ask. And I, I just I look at last night as a perfect example. This team has two wins in the Big Ten. And fans were happy. Fans were <laughs> excited. Matt, no other school does that happen. No, no other school does that happen. No, and again, Penn State's the the biggest example of just like how different things can be at Penn State than Nebraska, yes, or at exactly. a lot of different schools than at Nebraska. Exactly. I mean, you look behind those the the bucket. You can count maybe three people in attendance back there. It's yeah. like I'm not kidding. That's how many it was. You behind the bucket you would see maybe. Once in a while, nobody, and then, you know, once in a while, two or three people would just kind of trickulate over there and get a different view. But, I mean, it's it's an empty arena. It's very sad, and that's not that's not a 2-16 and 16 in conference team. They're 7-11. and 11. They're not yeah. awful. I mean, but that's what we're asking for. I mean, that, that would be uh, – the PBA would be packed and expecting a great game <laughs> it would. if Nebraska is 7-11. And, uh, I, I, and I have to admit – I, I, I suppose Nebraska was probably the part of the problem, too. I'm sure Penn State fans might might show up a little bit more, you know, for a game against Purdue or Illinois at this point than Nebraska. But either way, um, that was sad to see, especially on their, like, senior night, basically. Yeah, was that was time. that was odd. Yeah. That was, I mean, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> not all that odd because Penn State, if you watch Big Ten basketball, which I don't blame you for not having watched it, but it, no, it, it, what, if you Penn want, well, watch Penn State yearly, no, I don't expect you to do that. Um, but if you, it's it's a trip every year where you, I, I, 
I don't know why, but I'm it's always, always like that. Yeah, it's always pretty much like that. Like they, they'll get going if Penn State um, is somewhat, you know, like like okay, like around 500, and they're playing a top 25 opponent. They can get people in there in the building, but if they're if they're not, if they're anything like this, you know, which is just a little bit under 500 in in both overall and in, in Big Ten play. You can like hear a penny drop in that place, and I feel, and I just don't envision. Again, I haven't been here for teams that are similar to how Penn State is this year, but I would imagine Pinnacle Bank Arena may not be sold out, but probably close to it. It probably there'd be, be. <laughs> there'd be excitement. People would be ready to go. Yeah, and and I just hope that eventually, you know, because you're, that's what you're asking for is to, to get to just below 500 in the Big Ten. That also shouldn't be your program goal at some point, but that's the problem with <laughs> these. Now. That's the yeah. problem with basketball and football now. Both kind of just being stuck in, and I'd like to say years of mediocrity, but mediocrity is a kind word for what's been going on with these programs as of late. So now that's what you're kind of asking is like, okay, we'll take that step back into mediocre, mm-hmm. and then maybe and you then can we ask can go for, from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully, but hopefully last night was the first step for that for Nebraska basketball as they beat Penn State ninety-three to seventy. Uh, and we'll take that. We'll take any win we can get for Nebraska basketball. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there was a press conference today. A lot of uh, players, Coach Frost, all the coaches came in and met with the media, so we'll uh, break down what we heard from that and give you some. It's always optimistic season. First day of spring ball. Here it comes. Next couple weeks, we'll have some practices to report on. That'll be sweet. Uh, So we'll get to the the presser coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Culligan Water. 